Caleb's Church, we're talking about communion, aka the Lord's Supper, aka Blessed Sacrament, aka the table, aka Eucharist, aka. Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Jiva. And I'm Amrita. Kalos means beautiful in Greek. And our prayer is that today you would experience the beauty of Jesus Christ. Right now we have people meeting online and in person at the Bellevue Hilton Garden Inn Hotel. If you'd like to get connected to Kalos, we would love to meet you at our next meet and greet, which is tonight. So click this link to sign up so that we can eat some food, share some stories, and get to know one another. Yes, and before we hear a great message from Pastor Pradeep, and as we continue our Christian Discipline series, we have some good news for you. We actually had a little bit of a celebration today, and that is there have been a group of people at our church that have been serving online to make sure that there are people that get connected to Kalos Church. I mean, we've been doing this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and there's been a whole team to welcome new people to our church. And many of you have probably been chatting with them. Mm -hmm. Some of you are probably chatting with them right now. So I'm going to read some names and we're going to celebrate these people because they are just incredible. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to read through this list really fast. Emmy Chan, Jesse Gundo, Jessica Gambish, Leo Leems, Emma Mufjak, Mel Roberts, Nick Bunda, Noah Pearson, Stephanie Leems, and last but not least, their fearless leader, Linda Ho. Come on, somebody. Come on, you guys are incredible. Thank you mm-hmm. for serving every Sunday online, getting up, getting on the computer. You guys do a lot yeah. of work, and we celebrate you yes. today. Amen. Mm-hmm. And we want to actually pray for you. We want to pray for those that have been serving for strength and that God would just continue to bless you. And we want to keep going with our online audience and make sure that we're able to give you you a, a sense of church as much as we can yeah. online. And so we're going to pray for these people, but we also want to pray that God will provide more volunteers that will maybe step in and help make sure our online community continues to have a great church experience. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for these incredible people that are serving and have served diligently week mm-hmm. after week, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you would reward them. You would bless them. Father, they would see the fruit of their labor, yes, Lord. Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that you would encourage them, Lord Jesus, and, and give them uh, strength, Lord Jesus, that you would be the, the great provider of everything that they need, Lord Jesus, to continue serving online. Yes, and um, Father, I pray that you would even provide more people onto the team that will be willing to, to spend time welcoming people every Sunday morning. We're so thankful for what you're doing at Caleb's Church. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, without further ado, we're going to hear a great message from Pastor Pradeepin in our Christian Discipline series. Well, I'm excited to continue our Christian Discipline series and talk about communion. Have you ever wondered, why do we eat a little bit of bread and juice slash wine every Sunday? One of my family members once thought it was just an espresso shot to combat the fatigue of worshiping together. People have thought they are hors d'oeuvres in church. It's just a snack time to get us through. And (laughs) FYI, it is not snack time, and please don't call them Jesus, okay, it's inappropriate. <laughs> and please don't start singing shots, shots, shots next time either. It's just, it's not appropriate. <laughs> so wh- why do we do it? Well, I want to say that we do it first and foremost because Jesus tells us to do it. Before Jesus is crucified, Jesus introduces communion during the Last Supper Passover meal. 
In 1 Corinthians 11, the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The same way he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So since Jesus said, do this, the church has done it for thousands of years. And in all honesty, if the people in the New Testament Bible visited our church today, they probably wouldn't recognize a lot of what we do. But communion would be something that people like Paul the Apostle would say, oh, I know this. Yeah. This is a church discipline. Yeah. And because it's been around for thousands of years, we can be put into the trap of going through the motions without understanding why and how we ought to do it, though. Uh, I remember at our wedding back in... 2012, if you can remember those pre-pandemic days, we had our pastor, Pastor Garth, lead us in communion. Yeah. And uh, our, our wedding was in the wheat fields of Kansas where mm-hmm. Amrita was raised. Uh, when we looked down into the communion cup, we saw that there was a dead fly in it. Remember two, that? Two dead two? flies. Oh yeah. my gosh. And so we didn't know what to do. And Pastor Garth looked at us. He saw our fear and he said, just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> And so we did. And uh, I think when it comes to communion for a lot of us, we just kind of go with it. We don't know exactly what's happening. But instead of just Mm. going with it, we want to bring more context to what communion is all about today. And so before we get into that, I want to bring some clarifications about what biblical communion is. Number one, clarification. Communion doesn't make you a Christian. It is not our source of eternal life. Jesus is. Uh, Number two, different churches have different traditions, and we want to acknowledge that. Some people dip, some people have prepackaged communion elements, some people walk up to the front, some people have it placed in their mouth or their hand. Uh, People have communion daily, weekly, quarterly, monthly, yearly. There's a a lot of varieties. Some people use uh, real, actual fermented wine. Some people just use the fruit of the vine, aka grape juice. And at Kalos Church, we've been using... Grape juice, honestly, because it's more practical as a portable church with prepackaged cups. And also, we want to make this a safe place for recovering alcoholics. And we're totally fine with wine, too, but that's just what we do, for those of you who have been wondering. Uh, third clarification is that the first communion uh, instituted by Jesus was held in a house. But then Paul the Apostle writes in the New Testament to have communion not just at home, but in larger church gatherings. So there's varieties of way to facilitate a communion in different places and mm-hmm. we can have them in a, a hilton garden inn hotel mm-hmm. and we can also facilitate communion online yeah uh, fourth thing we want to clarify is that there are different non-heretical beliefs about what happens to the communion elements the the bread and the wine when you eat it like transubstantiation consubstantiation and we're not going to get into that today but we will say that we respect various traditions And to date, we are talking about the bigger picture of communion and how it all applies to us and not necessarily fleshing out all that we could disagree on. So we're not going to be fleshing out the flesh of Jesus. Amen. That's kind of awkward to say, but I said it. So what happens in biblical communion? Mm -hmm. Let's get right into it. Mm -hmm. And so 1 Corinthians 11, what we read earlier, it says, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I love this verse because in this we see three moments in time. We see the past, the present, and the future. In communion, we declare that Christ has died, Christ has risen, Mm. and Christ will come again. Mm. And so number one, we want to talk about that communion is a time of remembering 
the Lord's mm. death. Mm. You know, some people drink to forget, right, Amrita? Oh. <laughs> some, some people drink to forget, but Christians drink to remember. We remember the sacrifice Jesus made. Jesus introduced the Lord's Supper during the time of Passover. And this is a celebration when the Jewish people remember that God saved them from death and brought them deliverance while they were slaves in Egypt. People marked their houses with the blood of a lamb and an angel of death instead of killing their children would see this blood and would pass over the houses marked by blood. Uh, Jesus, during this Passover celebration, he introduces communion with his disciples, acknowledging that he is the lamb of God that protects us from death and that we find safety and deliverance in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so after Jesus institutes communion during the Last Supper with his disciples, he then gives his body to be broken and his blood to be spilled on the cross as he's crucified like a criminal. Jesus gave his body to be broken and his blood was spilled in a way that took away the sin and sickness and death of the world. And so communion is not just about bread and wine. It's about remembering the body and the blood of Jesus yeah. that was broken Amen. and spilled for us. And I, I'm so thankful to remember the freedom that Jesus gave us, the freedom from death. There's so many years I remember in my life when I was stuck in destructive patterns without mm. any hope. Mm. And then I found salvation and freedom mm. through Jesus Christ. The blood truly spared my life. Yeah. And I, I even saw on our Facebook private group, we would love to have you join us mm. on that. But Kira Coriel from Kalo, she wrote in this private Facebook group that she is now celebrating one year of following Jesus. Yeah. You know, we baptized her three weeks ago yeah. and it's just yeah. been so exciting. And she wrote on a group, this past weekend was the first time I heard God speak to me in over 10 years. Wow. And it was the best feeling to hear him speak. He gave me the words I needed. I felt like he was saying to me, stop and look back at your past, not to just be sad or ashamed, but to look back and see what God has done and where he was in her life during that time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a powerful reminder to hear from the Lord. Stop and look back at your past, not just because of all the mistakes you made, but because of the grace Jesus Christ yeah. showed for each and every one of us that when we were headed in a way of death, Jesus said, no, I'm going to yeah. take your place. And he yeah. took death upon himself. He absorbed the sin and sickness and the shame of the world upon himself. And uh, I will drink to that. Mm, Amen. Amen. Second reason I love communion and what we see in this scripture is that it is number two, a time of refreshing for our present reality. Mm. So we remember Christ died, but we also acknowledge that he conquered death and he rose from the grave. Yeah. And so in communion, we get to enjoy the current presence of God mm. in our present time. We get to enjoy the presence of God in the present time. We are reminded that God is not just with us in the past, but he's with us now, today. As he facilitates the first communion, he said, with this bread, this is my body. Yeah. And it's so amazing to bask and soak and absorb the presence of God. Yeah. You know, in a Sunday gathering, there's a lot of things that require skill. Like music in a service requires effort and skill. Mm -hmm. And we have a very skilled team. Preaching depends on effort and some skill, some skill. I'm not saying I have skill, but it requires some work. But in communion, we can simply rest and be refreshed yeah. in mind, body, and soul. And there's nothing we can really add to communion. Yeah. We just can enter into it. 
it. Mm. And we get to say, God is with us right now. And I, I love this because there are so many times in the Bible where we're called to press in by faith and we're supposed to believe without seeing. But in communion, we see that Christ is entering these ordinary physical realities, mm -hmm. these circumstances. And I feel like the physical aspect of communion, we can touch the bread. We can, we can taste the, the wine. It acknowledges the human experience because bread and wine, they don't happen naturally mm. in nature. Mm. It requires human effort to make bread. It takes crushing and milling and, and waiting. I know, especially in the early days of quarantine, a lot of people were getting their sourdough bread on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you didn't find a, a sourdough starter kit like under a rock in the woods. You didn't, you didn't find yeast just chilling in the riverbank. No, you gotta, you gotta go out there and prepare it. Human effort mixed with the, the God provided resources working together to just bring dignity to this whole experience. Like when you get bread, right? You gotta get like dough and yeast and you gotta get like Roundup and glutamate and like high fructose corn syrup, whatever. And you, you like put it all in the microwave and you get the, wow. like, how does it work? What yeah. do you do? <laughs> Honestly. No, uh, no high fructose corn syrup. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, it, it's like this mixture of what God has provided supernaturally. You know, he created the whole universe, but the effort of humanity working together with God. And so we just see in communion this time of refreshing that, yes, we're, we're humans and we're working hard in these ordinary moments, the daily grind of life. But God is with us in that. He's with us in our effort, in our weariness and our fatigue and our, our tiredness, but he brings his miraculous presence to refresh yeah. us and Amen. he says this is my body i am with you i'm not just watching you from a distance i'm with you in life yeah Amen. and so i'm just so encouraged by that thirdly i like communion because it's a time of reorienting mm. you know the scripture says for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes and so we are declaring that christ will come again. And I love that in communion, we all become preachers because we are together proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes again. Amen. Like in John 6, he says, so Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink this blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Mm. This is powerful because Christ has made a way for our future to be bright and beautiful and eternal. And right now, many of us, especially in our present circumstances, we're discontent. We don't know that hope is coming and that we are just tired and maybe angry and we're like, God, why is this happening? And those emotions are perfectly natural because we acknowledge that this world is not as things should be. This world right now is not as things will be. That ultimate justice, ultimate resolution is coming and we need to reorient ourselves to that future Sometimes when we're just down in the ditches and we're in the weeds of life, maybe right now you're struggling with health, 
and you're just like, Lord, why is this happening to me? Maybe you're struggling in marriage or maybe you're watching the world and all the circumstances and you're like, Lord, this is not okay. And, And sometimes we just can't faith it to make it anymore and we can't fake that smile. Yes, we pray our prayers, but sometimes we're just deeply sad and uncomfortable and discontent mm. and we acknowledge that that is okay. Yeah. And, and Jesus, he is coming for a reason because he is going to wipe away every tear and he's going to bring heaven to earth and things are going to be made perfect in the marriage supper of the lamb mm. when Jesus arrives again. Jesus even mm. foreshadows a time where all things will be made right in the world. In Matthew 26, 29, he says, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And so even Jesus, he's looking forward to this day when we will all be in perfect unity with no obstacles, no barriers. And Jesus says, I'm not going to drink this wine until I get this preferred, better future with you. And uh, our hope is not fully realized yet. Yes, Christ is risen, but he's coming again. I mean, even right now, to be vulnerable and honest, I'm so discontent. You know, we talk about this a lot and sometimes I'm insecure about talking about it, but it's on my heart. It's heavy. Every day is a little hard for me to pray. Every day it's a little hard for me to get up because of my son and his, his, his wrestling and his reality with autism. He wants to communicate so hard. And we see every day our son is making progress, but there's this internal battle in his heart and his mind. He's trying to express himself, but he just can't find the words and it's like something's holding him back and I'm just like Lord how many times do I have to pray for my son to express himself like he so desperately wants to when is this going to happen you see you answer this prayer but not this prayer Lord when when I just anticipate this day when the Lord comes and he he writes these things and there'll be no barriers to to communication when every tear will be wiped away I just anticipate that day and i i know eventually in eternity i'll spend more time talking to my son than the time on this earth when i haven't but i i greatly anticipate that and i long for jesus to return yeah and so in communion Mm -hmm. we proclaim that jesus is coming yeah jesus is returning and that is a real hope even when we don't feel it Amen. amen and so this gives us an idea of what communion does and in the past in the present, and in our future hope. But we also have an opportunity to respond in a time of communion. Mm. And so communion is great to be a time of reflecting. Mm. The scripture says, So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. And so everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. Mm. And so this is not a mindless ritual the scripture calls us to examine our hearts this is time where as we get the elements the bread and the wine i I ask the lord lord where have i missed the mark yeah where have i i messed up where have i wronged people how have i hurt you lord how have i not 
really achieve the ideal that you have for me in life because I mess up every single day. And so I asked the Lord, uh, reveal to me any wicked way in my heart. I remember one time when I was in a a church service and I was praying a prayer like this, Lord, reveal to me any sin. And I I felt like the Lord said, you have bitterness towards this guy who said something on stage, a guy I'd never met, and you need to go apologize and ask for forgiveness and things like that. Mm So it was kind of awkward. I'd never met this guy before. So I walked up to him in the middle of the church service and I said, hey, I just want to let you know, I forgive you for all of those things you said. I don't need to go into it. And he's like, what did I say? Like, we had no idea. I don't think I did this with the best tack at all. But I just said, I want to let you know, you're forgiven. Those wrong, horrible things. I'm not going to bring them up. I'm not even going to tell you what you said. But it's in the past. Be free. Rest with the peace of the Lord. It's like, okay. (laughs) But it's times where I realize that there's some ugly things in my heart. And I love communion, you know, especially at Kalos, we do it weekly so that we can examine our hearts. Yeah. And so, so it's great. And, uh, you know, many of us, we read the scripture and we're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to take communion if it's in an unworthy manner. I like, mm-hmm. I really want to respect the Lord. And I just want to say this for those of you who are worried about taking communion in an unworthy manner, you are able to come to the table, the yeah. table of communion. You're able to come to the table when you realize you aren't able to come to the table. Mm. And that's what this examining of our heart mm. does. It realizes, is Lord, we're not perfect and we need your grace. Yeah. So every time you're in communion, take a moment to reflect on the cross and the sacrifice Jesus made for us and acknowledge your sin and how it led to Jesus on the cross. Yeah, amen. 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 Another thing I like to do in a time of communion is have a time of restoring. Like we read earlier in John 6, so Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in yourselves. And so we can't heal ourselves. Yes, we make mistakes, but we need the blood of Jesus to restore us. We need a power that's stronger than ourselves to restore us. And that's what happens in communion. We say, Lord, I have sinned and I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I need your help. I need you to restore me. And guess what he does in communion every single time? He restores yeah. our souls. Amen. He helps us. He heals us. He can bring physical, mental, spiritual, and healing every time in communion. And sometimes we think we need to clean ourselves before we take communion. But no, we need God to clean us. Like yeah. We don't clean ourselves before we take a shower. The showering does the cleaning. Yeah. In the same way as we approach God in this moment, we are renewed. And we can go to God time and time again. Don't feel bad if you have to go to him one, two, ten, a hundred, a thousand times every day. He is willing to restore you in every single way. I mean, Jesus took death upon himself so that we wouldn't have to. Mm. His body was broken so that we could find healing. Let the Lord restore you. Mm. Another way we can respond is having a time of reuniting. Paul the Apostle addresses some division in the church in this scripture. He says, In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. That's a little sarcasm from Paul the Apostle. So that when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. And so there's division in this church community between rich people and poor people. Mm. And they're arguing, which one has the approval of God? And Paul's saying, of course you have to be divided so you can figure out which one God is proud of. But then he's like, no, you are one family in Christ. Mm. This 
bread comes from one loaf because we are one family in God. So don't have any divisions, especially in communion. And I, I feel like there are so many opportunities in the culture of our nation right now to be divided, to be isolated from one another. Many of us have felt dismembered from the body of Christ. And this is a time for us to remember yeah. instead of being dismembered, where we can come together. We can be reconciled to God and one another and just say, hey, there's a lot going on in the world, but as the church, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. We're not alone. Mm -hmm. And we are what we eat. And when we eat the body of Christ, we become the body of Christ. And so I, I just stand with Paul by saying, let there be no divisions. I mean, even right now, like we have a church meeting in person and online. I just want to say, let there be no divisions. We are still one Amen. church in Christ. Amen. There's a lot of political leanings, but let there be no divisions. Yeah. Let us be one body in Christ. Mm. You know, I, I just remember before my stepdad died, he, he saw that uh, his family members were scattered all across the nation. Mm -hmm. And so he said, hey, before I pass away, he was dealing with cancer. I want to see my family come together. And you know what he did to bring us together? He brought us in in these different flights and road trips, but then we had communion together. Yeah. And it was a great mm -hmm. uh, reunification. It was a time of being reunited as one family. And when we get together, whether online or in person, to participate in communion, it's us coming together to be one, one more time. And we say this all the time. We don't want to just be a friendly church at Kalos, but a church of friends. We want to be a church that says, hey, there, there's room for you yeah. in the house of God. Yeah. Come sit with me yeah. at the table. Mm -hmm. And so that that is beautiful. And as we just consider all of these things about the past, present, future of communion, as we talk about examining our hearts and being restored and reunited with the family of God, I just say, let's, let's keep this up mm -hmm. to make Jesus, the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection, the central part of our faith and our gathering. And so I, I just want to pray for anybody here right now. Maybe right now you don't feel like you're part of the family of Christ. Yeah. Maybe you don't feel like you have a relationship with God. And I want to let you know there is room at the table for you. Amen. God loves you. He has a plan for you Amen. in the past. He died on the cross knowing everything that you would ever do in your life. He's with you right now. And he has a future hope for you. Yeah. Your past does not define you, but Jesus does. And if you'd like to give your life to the Lord, we're going to put a prayer on the screen. And I just want to invite you. Would you pray this with us out loud as we pray all at the same time? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, thanks for praying that prayer with us. Especially if you prayed that for the first time, please text the number on the screen so that we can follow up with you and help you on your journey of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, we would actually like to take communion all together right here in this moment. 
for those of you that are at the Hilton Garden in this morning, those of you that are at home, we are one body, yes. as Pastor Pradeepin preached. And so I would encourage you to go ahead and open up your communion. Those of you that are uh, at the watch party right now, there's a little film right on top of that cup that you got as you were walking in, and you can open that film. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and eat the bread together, and then you open up the next layer, and there uh, you can drink the juice. So I'm going to go ahead and facilitate this, and we're just going to read through the scripture and take communion together. Uh, so here we go. 1 Corinthians 11:23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's go ahead and eat the bread together. Amen. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's drink together. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you went to the cross, that your body was broken, that your blood was spilled. Thank you, Father, that we can have life in you. God, we remember and consider, Lord Jesus, what it means to take communion, to come to the Lord's table. Mm. And Lord, I thank you for making a way for us to have communion with you always. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Well, amen, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for an incredible message. And man, God is good. This was so good to learn about this incredible sacrament. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to go ahead and transition and worship God with our giving. I encourage you to give of your tithes and your offering right here at this link. You can set up automatic giving at Kalos Church. It's it's so convenient and nice to be mm -hmm. able to do that. Um, and I want you to know, as you're doing that, you're giving to life change. And my good friend, Alice, has a testimony that yeah. I want you to hear this morning. Hi, Kalos. It's your girl, Alice. How are you? Look at us. We're surviving. Uh, man, what a crazy year. But let me tell you, I wouldn't have made it this far if it wasn't for my friends here at Kalos Church. And let me explain. Last year with the pandemic hitting, I lost my job temporarily because of state closures. Um, I'm a single mom. Um, I'm an extrovert. So not being able to like squeeze you and, you know, be with people was pretty hard for me. And naturally, I think I just got really heavy and depressed. Um, and if God has taught me anything, when I want to start isolating, that usually means that I should actually start connecting. And so last year, I got really intentional and hosted a women's small group. And though it was virtual, I thought it might have been a little weird, but I, God met us there. Um, I made old friends, I mean new friends. We learned about the gospel. We did life together. And there is so much power in being able to understand one another. And we did exactly that by connecting. And this season, I am a part of the parents group and parents need all the support we can get. So it's been so amazing to get that support. And then this, the women's group this season, I am also a part of, and oh, it is so refreshing to just hear and um, see raw and vulnerable relationships forming and happening and that trust that God is meeting us there and um, has been 
pretty amazing and really powerful. So let me encourage you, um, get connected, make a friend, come say hi to me. Um, I look like this from here up in person if I meet you in person or online um, on the Facebook groups, amazing way to connect too. So um, I hope you have a wonderful, awesome week and love one another, take care of each other and God bless. Well, Alice, thank you so much yeah. for that awesome testimony. Uh, man, God is doing some really beautiful man. things here at Kalos Church. Just two announcements for you today before we go. And the first one is join a small group. Yes. They are so fun. Mm -hmm. They are happening six days a week at Kalos mm -hmm. Church. I encourage you, if you've just been wanting to go, but yeah. you just can't quite get yourself, mm -hmm. you will not regret it. Go ahead and get on our uh, website and look at all the different groups for yeah. you to join. They are open for anyone to join at any time. Amen. All right. Don't forget that we have meet and greet tonight. Woo! I'm so yeah. excited. We have so many people that are excited to get to know more about Kayla's church mm -hmm. and hear the story of what God has done here at our church. And so please come. It's not too late to sign up. You can go ahead. If you're a last minute or sometimes like I am, you can go Go ahead and make your reservation here tonight. We're going to be safe. We're going to make sure that we're socially distanced and, and we got a lot of good airflow and we're going to eat some food together. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. So come on out tonight. We can't wait to see you. Well, let me bless you before we worship. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's go ahead and stand together and worship. I'll sing of your goodness. I'll sing of your love. Though the seasons come quickly, you will always be enough. Though the night may get dark, though the waiting seems long, you have always been Shaking, cause I've seen when you. 